Matthew chapter 6. Let's go down to verse uh, verse 9. Let's stand in the honor of reading God's Word. We'll begin uh, by jumping into our text here, uh, continuing uh, where we've been and, and piggybacking off of uh, what we've been looking at the last uh, several weeks. Let's read the Lord's Prayer and then dive into all that the Lord is teaching us in this prayer. Beginning in verse 9, we have this instruction from the Lord in how we are to pray and what we are to say. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. All right, may you be seated. All right, so we're looking at this idea of, of delivering us uh, from evil and, and we've walked through uh, all that it means to be delivered from evil, how God has always delivered His people from evil, how God has already delivered us from evil and the evil one in the work of Christ, as Zach just uh, talked about, as we talked about, as we were getting ready uh, even, even in the midst of our worship, uh, and how it, now He continues to deliver us from evil in spiritual warfare. That it is not just at the cross, He delivered us from evil, and then now it's the deliverance is done. God continues to deliver His people, continues to answer this prayer, as He does with all of these other requests that we come to God with. So we're in this war, we're in this spiritual war, we've been in this war uh, since God set us apart for Himself, since God made us holy, uh, since God delivered us, uh, we've now begun to take part in uh, this war. We're to think rightly about the war, uh, thinking rightly not just about the war, but about the particular battles in that war. But we're not just thinkers. We're also combatants. We are to go to war against our sin and go to war against the evil one. But how? How do you and I wage spiritual warfare. If we're not just spectators in this spiritual war, if it's not just, you do not wrestle against flesh and blood or against principalities and powers. It's all me uh, doing the wrestling. So if we are wrestling against these things, how, how in the world do you and I uh, combat this spiritual war in a way that is pleasing uh, to our uh, to our God? What do we do? And that's what we've been looking at the last few weeks. What do we do in spiritual? We've got how we should think about it, but what should we do? And we saw how we need to be ready, how we need to wake up, uh, armor up, sober up, all those things, do those things all the way. Uh, now we've seen how, uh, now that we're awake, we're ready for the war. We don't give the devil an opening. We, we flee from him, uh, flee from his traps. We resist him. If we fall into a trap, we get out of it. Uh, we get to work. Uh, and then we don't quit. And then, uh, as we've been looking at the last couple weeks, then we stand and we fight. We stand and we fight. We stand uh, facing the enemy. We stand against the enemy. We stand firm in the battle. Uh, we stand because we're confident in the Lord. We stand because we're confident in the armor He's given us. But we don't just stand. It's not just stand and take it. We also fight. Uh, we fight because the Lord calls us to fight. We fight because the Lord equips us to fight. Uh, we fight because the Lord commands us to fight. We fight because the Lord encourages us to fight. Uh, and then we looked at last week. So we know we're supposed to fight. Well, now how do we fight? Uh, we fight with the right equipment. 
So you've been called to fight. You've been called to soldier. How do you do that? Well, you've got to have the right equipment. You've got to have the right equipment used the right way, the armor of the Lord, uh, the sword of the Lord used to both defend and attack. Uh, and now uh, we're going to move beyond just the right equipment because not only is Scripture going to tell us we need the right equipment, we need to use the right equipment for the right reasons. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the Bible is going to tell us to fight right. You and I in this spiritual battle as soldiers, we're soldiers with certain motivations. It's going to talk about the soldiers of the Lord and why we're fighting and the motivations for our fighting, the, the why of the battle. And, and if we're going to fight right, we, it's not just we've got to have the right armor on, we've got to have the right why for our fighting. We have to have the right motivation or we'll never get motivated to fight in the first place. We'll be armored up and, and ready to go and got our sword but not do anything about it. What motivations are going to drive us in this spiritual battle? What, do we, what is the why that is going to drive us as soldiers? So the Bible is going to talk, we're going to talk about the reason a soldier of Christ fights. What are our motivations? So let's talk today about, we talked about last week about right equipment. Today we're going to talk about right motivations. We'll talk about sort of the negative side of right motivations today. And then we'll talk about the positive side, what we're striving for. So today we're going to talk about what we're striving to make sure we don't do. Uh, and next week we'll talk about what we, what we are striving toward, what is pressing us into into the battle. So when we fight, the reason we're fighting is more than just, hey, I'm, I like to fight. Uh, or, hey, here's a battle. Let's, let's take it on. As Christians, we fight for something. There is a reason that, that motivates us to battle. So what sort of motivations should be moving in our hearts as we fight against the evil one? So if we're in this spiritual warfare, what should be motivating us to fight the evil one, to stand up and face the devil himself and his minions and go to war against him? We have to have the right motivations or we're not going to do anything. So what is our motivation? We're going to look at one prime motivation today. Uh, we'll look at it today and next week as well. Uh, our prime motivation is is we want to please the Lord. Why do we as Christians fight? Our, one of our primary motivations is we want to please the Lord. Turn to 2 Timothy 2. That's where we're going to be this week and next week. Turn to 2 Timothy 2. Go down to verses 3 and 4. We're going to see the descriptions here of why. what are the motivations for a good soldier to fight well. We talked about fighting the good fight. We talked about waging the good warfare. What are the motivations for us in, in our fight to make sure our fight is a good fight? Starting in verse 3. It says, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So here we are, we're soldiers, we're good soldiers of Christ Jesus, and what does a good soldier do? He says a good soldier, the start of verse 4, a good soldier doesn't get all entangled, doesn't get, it's, the word's like braided up, it'd be the word if you braided someone's hair, I think it's a good 
picture and tangles a good picture, doesn't get all wrapped up in the doings of life. In the, in the, it's, it's actually, the, where we get the word pragmatics, in the pragmatic work. Just the everyday, I think civilian's a great, is a fine translation because it lets us know the difference between this life and the soldierly, uh, soldierly life. Uh, what it's saying is they don't allow themselves to get all wrapped up in the life of someone who's not a soldier. They don't, they don't allow themselves to get wrapped up in things that cause them to forget that they're a soldier. So, so a, a good soldier of Christ, in other words, doesn't just dress like a soldier. They act like one. They don't dress like a soldier and then allow themselves to just live like a civilian. In fact, they make sure they don't get entangled in the, in the doings of life. The pragmatic, everyday things of life. And why doesn't he get tied up in those things? Because, he says, his chief desire, one of his chief desires, is to please the one who enlisted him. So a soldier so wants to please the Lord that he makes sure he doesn't get involved in normal, everyday life. That he doesn't get, not just involved, that he doesn't get tangled up in it. That he doesn't become all braided up in that, in that life. So you'll see here two things about our motivations, both a negative and a positive. The negative thing we're going to see, and that's what we're going to begin with, is what, what we have to make sure doesn't motivate us. What we have to make sure we're not giving our lives to. What doesn't motivate the soldier? And here, the soldier, the good soldier, isn't all tied up with the things of normal life the things of non-soldier life, the things of civilian life. And he intentionally does not get himself tied up. The soldier is, so it's not just a soldier doesn't do, a good soldier doesn't do that. It's not, no, a good soldier makes sure he doesn't do that. A good soldier is on the lookout to ensure that he doesn't get braided up in the normal things of life. So notice here, that's not a passive activity. It's not saying if you're a good soldier, you won't get caught up in the things of life. He says, no, if you're a good soldier, you're going to make sure you don't. It's an active thing. It is is being on the lookout saying, I am not going to get entangled. And there's a difference there. There's a difference in just saying, well, I'm a soldier. I won't get entangled. That's not what it's saying. It's saying, I'm a soldier. As a soldier, I will not allow myself to be braided up, to be entangled in the normal things of life. And again, this isn't talking about sinful things here. It's not, it's not, it's not talking about, you know, the sins of, you know, it's talking about just normal life. It's, it's just talking about all the things that people do and they do all these things because they aren't soldiers. Or the things that they would do before they were, it's just normal, non-soldier life. There's nothing about this civilian activities or the doings of life that is naturally sinful or evil. And that's, again, an important distinction. The, the fight is not here that the soldier makes sure he doesn't do the world's sins. That's not what this, this verse is saying. It's not saying he makes sure to not get caught up in the sinfulness of the world. That's not what it's saying. It's saying the soldier makes sure he doesn't live the world's life. The soldier does not let him get distracted and he doesn't let himself forget what he is. And we can get so tied up in normal life activities 
our busy nine to fives or sevens to sixes or whatever it is. We can get so tied up in our busy activities and schedules that we forget that we're soldiers. We forget that the perp- our purpose in life on this earth is, is we are called to be soldiers for Jesus Christ. Called to be good soldiers. And a good soldier doesn't just naturally not get, a good soldier makes sure that they don't get so wrapped up in the normal day-to-day activities of the rest of the world that they have forgotten who they are and what they're supposed to be doing. Now this doesn't mean, again, this doesn't mean that we don't take part at all in normal activities, right? This isn't some call to monasticism or for us to retreat from the world's activities. That's not what he says. He doesn't say that they make sure not to do the world's activities. They make sure not to do the doings of life. What it says is they make sure not to be all braided up in them. They make sure not to get entangled in them, ensnared in them. So rather than saying you don't take part in the world's activities, I actually think it's the exact opposite. I think it's that we never, we, the soldier, a soldier of Christ never does anything unintentionally. Or or even better, never does anything without the specific intention of a soldier of Christ in that arena. So every activity they take on is an activity they take on, not as a, so this isn't, this isn't some, so, so for example, it's not like we dress up in our Christian armor, come to church on Sunday, and then the rest of the week just sort of live however we want to live. Every minute of your life, every second of your day, you are a soldier of Christ and we are to live it that way. Everything we do, we are to be intentional to make sure that we're just not going about activities, that we're just not doing something, and in the doings, In the doings of life, the pragmatics of the bios, the doings of life, we forget that we're soldiers. And we can get so busy doing stuff. Our schedules can get so full that we don't remember that we're soldiers until Sunday comes around. Or we don't remember that we're soldiers until sin shows up. And then we remember that we're soldiers. We don't realize that we're soldiers until we're entangled. And we're already wrapped up, we're entangled in it, and we're like, but I want to be a soldier. But I'm all tangled up in the things and activities of this world, in the life that this world tells me I'm supposed to live. The Christian soldier doesn't avoid the things of life. He just makes sure they don't entangle him. He goes into them intentionally. In other other words, we have dominion over our activities. It is not our activities that have dominion over us. And we can ask ourselves, let me ask you, who who dominates your schedule? Who dominates your day-to-day life? Do your activities dominate you or do you dominate them? Does your job dominate you or do you dominate it? The Christian soldier is aware that daily life can end up causing them to forget who they really are. Can The daily things of life can so wrap them up that they forget that they're soldiers. They're soldiers at work. They're soldiers at school. They're soldiers in the family. They're soldiers in the home. 
They're soldiers at the gas station. They're soldiers when they go to buy ice cream. Everything they do, none of it becomes just normal life activity because they are not normal. They are a soldier of Christ in, on a battlefield. On a ba- so if you want to not live like a soldier, then do it in the area that's not a battlefield. What are you going to find? Every area is a battlefield. Every area is a square inch of creation that Christ is crying, mine. Every area is a place you had better go into, being ready for the fight, remembering that you're a soldier. Because the minute you forget you're a soldier is the minute that will turn into a battlefield. The minute you take the armor off and put the sword down, you think, again, do you think Satan's going to go, oh, they've called a timeout. This is normal stuff. This is just normal. Some of the biggest fights we ever have. Some of our biggest struggles and our sins, they don't happen. And I was, and I was you know, out and about and I, I met this, this Muslim person and we got in this deep spiritual battle. Where do our spiritual battles normally take place? In the everyday. In thinking, oh, I'm just a husband. Or, oh, I'm just a wife. Or, oh, we're just parents. Every single one of those is an area where you need to consider this a battlefield for the glory of the Lord. And you need to soldier up and go. You can't just breeze through being a dad. You can't just breeze through being a wife. You You have to be a soldier of Christ as a wife. You have to be a soldier of Christ who is a husband. Because if you're not those things, if you just allow yourselves to get entangled and those nor it's just normal life. That's exactly where the battle's going to take place. And so the Christian soldier, because they, they know that the daily things of life can cause them to forget that they're soldiers, they do not allow themselves to get caught up, to get entangled in the normal activities of those who are not soldiers. Things that would be fine if you weren't a soldier, but you are. Things that would be fine if this area were not a battlefield, but it is. We think that uh, what we are is our work. Instead of thinking, this is not, I'm not just going to work and then I'll, then I'll come home and be a good Christian soldier at home and raise my kids, but then I'm at work, I'm just doing my work. You are a soldier at work. And you don't have this work persona and then when you get home, then you're going to be a soldier. You need to see yourself as a soldier for Christ in your work. At the place you're employed. Wherever you are, you are a soldier for Christ there. This is your battlefield that the one who enlisted you has put you on. This is the front he has given you. This is, the, this is not just happenstance. This isn't just, oh, what do you know? I got this job. Oh, what do you know? I live in this neighborhood. Huh, shucks. Who'd have thunk it? Every single one of us, you realize that you're a soldier who's put by the Lord in certain places and environments to be a soldier for him, then you will never look at your neighbors the same. You will never look at your job the same. You will never look at it as just normal, everyday life. You will see it as a battlefield. And if you can look across the street at your neighbors, or you can look across the cubicle at your coworker and realize you have never talked to them as someone who was a soldier in a war against evil, then you've probably gotten entangled in the daily things of life. The good soldier makes sure that they are not. We must never get so caught up in the world's narrative that we forget we're not civilians ever. We are soldiers all the time. We need to live 
a soldier life, to someone who is all, the life of someone who's always at war with the enemy, wherever we may find him. And who knows that the enemy will use distractions to keep us from remembering it. That's why, this, that's why the soldier makes sure they don't get entangled in daily life. Because what does the enemy want the soldier of Christ to forget? That they're a soldier. The enemy... Uh, who you have the shield of faith that can stop all their fiery darts, the enemy who you have the sword that can destroy his strongholds, that can take the gates of hell, that cannot prevail against what we have in the gospel, what's he going to make you want to do? Think there's no fight. And if he can get you to go 95% of your day with thinking, oh, this is just normal life. And the battle is here. The battle is this. Oh, you know what? I better be ready when I get home because, you know, it might be really difficult or we're going through this. If he can get you to forget that every moment of every day you're a soldier, every conversation with your kids, every time you spend, every, every afternoon you spend with your grandkids, Every one of those, you're not, you're not just a mom, you're not just a dad, you're not just a grandpa or a grandma, you're not just a husband or a wife. You're a soldier for Christ, and this is your battlefield. If he can get us so wrapped up that we forget that, then he will think that he has won. Let's take, for, let's take for example, one that is a battlefield that I think we are newly trying to navigate. Take, for example, something like social media. If you want to talk about the thing that is the most normal and doing of meaningless doings, you cannot get more meaningless doing than social media. Instead, what do we do? We argue things like, should our kids have it? Instead of asking, and then what is, why do we do that? And that makes us blind to the fact of, should I have it? Should I even have it? Because what do we, we know, we know there are demonic forces behind the social media apps. We know that there are demonic forces from their creation to their algorithms to the fruit of these. I mean, everywhere. Who are they made by? Oh, they were made by this company and this nation who does this. And oh, and what algorithm? Oh, they do, they use algorithms to make sure we become mindless zombies. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, And what is the fruit of that? Oh, our teenagers are doing this and it's causing this, that. Huh. Well, download. We know all those things. How would we not think it was a battlefield? And so I would say this, if you're going to, you want to talk about the normal seats of life, and let's talk about social media. Don't just be on social media. You should see your work there, your presence there as that of a soldier. You know what soldiers don't do? Soldiers don't scroll. Soldiers don't scroll. Soldiers are intentional. Every time we open, for example, every time you open an app, you know the words that should be on your lips? Every time you open it should be, deliver us from evil. Every time. Because you know who made it, and you know their intentions behind it. Maybe you should even literally say out loud as you tap the button, deliver me from evil. If you do that, you know what you'll be? You'll be intentional. It'll, it'll make sure that you're intentional when you use it. I mean, computers and things like that and social media and, and watching TV and all this, all those normal things, they will suck up our time. And they will waste away our life. And they're all things that make us forget that we're really soldiers. We're not civilians. We're not just resting here. Think of how easy it is for the enemy to get us on the conveyor belt of a typical life. 
I mean, all of us, we just get on this conveyor belt of what life is supposed to be and what we're supposed to be thinking. Because you look at the world, we've all got, we've all got typical schedules with a typical future for our kids, all those things that the world tells us. I mean, we get onto the conveyor belt of what life is supposed to be without even thinking about it. Certainly without ever choosing to. There's never a moment in your life where the world says, all right, this is what we're all doing and this is what we think you should do with your life and when you should get married and when you should have kids and what the, you should, how you should educate those kids and all this stuff. Would you, please, would you like to choose to get on? We don't even choose to get on the, the conveyor belt of normal, everyday life. They put us on that belt. The world will put you on the conveyor belt of normal everyday life from the beginning. As Christians, we have to make sure that we do not allow ourselves to get entangled in what the world tells us life is supposed to be. And what's worse is it often perpetuates. If we don't get off of that conveyor belt and we don't get off of the normal doings of life and what the world thinks we're supposed to do, we end up not only doing those things ourselves, we end up training uh, our children to do those things. They see us getting on the conveyor belt and we never tell them, hey, I'm on this conveyor belt and I don't know how to get off. Make sure you don't get on or push them off of it. Or they don't hear us saying, look, I got off of this conveyor belt. You make sure you don't get on. We're more worried about training our children to succeed in the workplace than we are equipping them to survive on the battlefield. Have you spent time worrying about and making sure that your kid, have you spent more time thinking about making sure your kid and worrying that your kid's going to have a successful career? And what are their grades going to be? And are they learning enough? Are they learning fast enough? Are they keeping up? Keeping up with who? Who are these people we're keeping up with? Keeping up instead of worrying that they could be slain by the evil one if you do not prepare them for battle every day? And that's because we've, we, we are braided up in normal life. Oh, I don't even know it. We're entangled in what normal life is supposed to be, and we have forgotten that we are soldiers, our children are soldiers. We've forgotten it. But that's not what is supposed to motivate us. In fact, we're supposed to be motivated to avoid those things. We intentionally avoid them, intentionally watch to stay away from that stuff because we're soldiers. So let me encourage you, be on the lookout for distracting temptations of this world. I mean, this world will fill up your schedule until you're all braided up in it. Until your schedule is what defines your life instead of a soldier being what defines your life. The world will fill up your nine to five and make you happy and feel busy and feel fulfilled if it'll make you forget that you're a soldier. And some of us, what we want is we want to get off the battlefield and rest. We want, we want to have some normal life. And you don't. You're not normal. You're a soldier for Christ. And you have to see every activity in your life in that way. Uh, and make sure that the, the things of life don't distract you. Turn to, turn to Paul. I like what Paul says in Romans 12. Turn to Paul in Romans 12. Romans, 12 chapter, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I like this verse and I want to do it because I wanted you to see it. This verse is going to sound a lot like what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy. To see that these themes are... Are, are perpetual. 
Romans chapter 12, uh, in, in verse 2. We'll actually look at verse 1 next week. But look at verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see the similarities there between that and, and 2 Timothy? You see, what do you see? Don't get caught up, right? Not getting caught up in the things of this world. Not getting caught up on that, on that conveyor, the way they live. Not being conformed to them. This is what they're doing, so I'm going to do that thing. These are the normal, everyday doings of life, civilian life. I'm going to get all tangled up in that. Don't get caught up in that. Don't get braided up in that. Don't be conformed to that, but instead be, be transformed, be, be metamorphosized. It's that great butterfly word there. Uh, be metamorphosized uh, in your mind. Metamorphosize your mind. Change your mind. Get off of that. And he says that's an absolute necessity. And why is it an absolute necessity? Because, because it's doing that. It's that not being conformed, that being unbraided that is going to allow us to test what is the will of God, that which is good and says acceptable, let me tell you, that's the same word as pleasing in 2 Timothy 2. When we said he's trying to please uh, the one who enlisted him, here's that same word in Romans 12. The good and pleasing and perfect. If, we, if our desire is to be pleasing to the Lord, if our desire is to please the one who enlisted us, it's absolutely ne- necessary that we don't be conformed to the way the world lives, that we don't just go about as if we're civilians instead of soldiers, because if we do, we won't even know what pleasing him is. We won't even be able to test and know what it is to be pleasing. If we don't, how important is it for not to, not to be motivated by the things that motivate the world if we want to please God? If we don't unbraid ourselves from the world and how they live, if we don't unconform ourselves, we won't even be able to tell what's pleasing to God. Soldier, how important is it for you not to be entangled in the things of this world? If you want to please the one who enlisted you, you can't let yourself get entangled because if you do, you won't even know what pleases him. You won't even know what pleases Him. You won't even be able to discern and test and know what it is. You get so wrapped up in the things of life that you'll even forget that you're a soldier. And even if you remember that you're a soldier and remember who you're supposed to please and you're going through life and you go, oh wait, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be, I'm supposed to be pleasing the Lord. If you're so entangled in life, if you've so become conformed to that world, you won't even know what is the good and pleasing and perfect thing to your God. You want to know what the commander wants? You want to know what the one who enlisted you wants? You want to know how to please him? The first step is to get your mind separated from the way the world thinks and works, to get unconformed to the mind that the world has. What pleases your God? When you and I break away, when we holify ourselves from the world, when we separate ourselves from the world. He has made us holy, so we should strive to push further up and further in to that holiness. You want to fight well? Well, you've got to have the right motivations. And one of those right motivations means that you're motivated to not get tied up in the things of this world. You are waking up and one of your battles is, I will not be normal. I will not just live a life. I will in everything that I do be a soldier. 
in every activity, I will not get just entangled in the normal things of life. The good soldier will never allow themselves to forget they're a soldier and what that means. And you must not allow the daily routines of life to wrap you up so much that you forget or are not able to be a soldier. Want to fight right? Well, then look and see. Look and see if there are things that you've got so caught up in that they're keeping you from fighting the fights that you should be fighting. Are there things that you look at your life and you go, I am entangled in this and this is not, this is not a battlefield for the Lord that I'm fighting in. I got entangled in it, not as a soldier. I just got entangled in it and I need to, I need to figure out how to, in that thing, be glorifying the Lord as a soldier for Christ. Are there things that you're tied up in and you just get untied or that you need to realize you're not just in them, but you must be a soldier in them? Are you raising your kids like you should in a way that they can build on your shoulders? Or have things gotten in the way? Are they tempting to get in the way where you're going, man, I really hope my kids don't copy me in doing this. I've started doing this and I don't know how to stop doing this. I really hope when my kids grow up, they don't do what I'm doing. Well, what you're doing, stop doing it. And start doing what a good soldier for Christ would do. Start doing what pleases the Lord. Don't get caught up in those things. Are you the type of husband that you need to be or has life gotten in the way? You can't allow that. A soldier does not allow that. And for some of us, this is going to be the first step in the fight. And it's the first step in the fight here when Paul's talking to me. I think it's a great first step. It's a first step because we're already all braided up in world stuff. Our, the normal activities of life are hindering our ability to soldier. And if we don't unbraid ourselves, if we don't unconform ourselves to what the world says is normal life, we will never be able to be a good soldier. But a good soldier has a right motivation. And one of the right motivations that God says we must have is to make sure that nothing is tying our hands to soldier for the Lord. That nothing is braiding us up that nothing is keeping us from being a good soldier for Christ. We are motivated not just by what to do, but what we must not do. Motivated to keep ourselves from being tied up in daily life. What does a soldier do that wants to please the Lord? He doesn't get all tied up in the things of life. The life that people live in this world, he, he cannot go back to that. He can't just have a life like everyone else's. He doesn't want a life like everyone else's. In fact, he makes sure he doesn't go back to that just normal life because his eyes have been opened. He's been enlisted and that's his motivation. Christian, you must not allow yourself to live a normal life. Normal life is a trap. Normalcy is a trap. Not only is it not an option, your option should be to make sure that you avoid it. You must not be motivated to to just live a life. You must be motivated to live the life of a soldier in every area. There's no area of your life that is not a battlefield. There's no area where you get to take the armor off and not fight and just relax for a little bit. Every area is a battlefield for Christ. We are called to be soldiers. We're not just called to be clean civilians. And that's kind of how we want to live sometimes. Sometimes it looks like all we want to be is clean civilians. 
Like, that's what the Christian life is. You're going to live a life just like everybody else, but you're going to show them how to do it without being drunk. Or you're going to show them how to do it without cussing. Uh, that's all you're going to do. You're going to live just, just like everybody else, but be clean. You're not called to be a clean civilian. You're called to be a good soldier. You're called to be a soldier for Christ. You're called for every one of the areas in your life to be a battlefield for his glory. You've been enlisted. Remember that. Act like a soldier. Your mind must be transformed from the world, not matching the world. Is is there anything that the world has co-opted? You've been co-opted into because the world's kind of laid it out there and said, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what life is supposed to be like. If your mind matches the world's mind, then you won't even know what pleasing God is. So we're going to talk about right motivations. We're going to talk next week about how the desire of the good soldier is to please the Lord. But we've got to untangle ourselves first. We've got to untangle ourselves first. Or like Paul says, we won't even know what pleasing God is. So before we even look at a good soldier's got the right motivation, a good soldier wants to please the Lord, the first thing all of us need to do is look at our lives and say, have I, been, have I become entangled in the things of, of the world, in normal world life? Is there any area of my life that I look at it as if I'm a civilian instead of a soldier? Is there any area of my life that I think I'm just existing in that area instead of seeing myself as an enlisted soldier in that area, an enlisted father? an enlisted husband, a soldierly wife, a soldierly mother, a soldier child. Is there any area that we've allowed ourselves to just get entangled and forget who we really are? We cannot do that as Christians. If we want to please the Lord, we must not do that. In fact, fighting against that must be our first motivation. Let's pray. Christian, there are so many things in this life that can entangle you. So many things that can braid you up. And there are so many things outside of you that are going to try and tangle you up. There are reasons that the world is trying to paint a picture for you of what the good life is. The world wants you to pursue the world wants you to pursue the things that are not those of a soldier for Christ. The world wants you to find satisfaction in things that are not soldierly things. So right now, just ask the Lord to show you if you have allowed yourself to get tangled up in normal life. Is there any area that you've allowed yourself to forget that you're a soldier in that area? This is, this is not our only battlefield. The battlefield is not just on Sunday morning choosing to wake up and come to worship. The battlefield is our relationship with our wives. The battlefield is the time we spend with our children. The battlefield is what we do at work. The battlefield is how we work at home. The battlefield is all this. None of those things are normal. And in fact, if we, if we try to pursue those things to just be normal, we, have, we will have we'll forgotten who we are. So is there any part of your life that you haven't been intentionally making sure you're not trapped up in it? That you're not just entangled in it? Or you haven't been intentional to be a good soldier in it? Ask God to reveal that to you. And then either what you're going to see is this. Either you're going to see something that you go, I have no business with my schedule being filled with this. 
And in fact, being filled with this is my, part of my problem. I need to just get this out of my schedule. It's something we've added or whatever. Or all you need to do is have a change of vision. God's not going to tell you, oh, well, what you need to do is get out of your marriage. What he's going to say is you need to be a soldier in your marriage. See see yourself as a soldier for Christ in that, in that marriage, in that situation. It's not just normal life. This is your battlefield. Glorify the one who enlisted you in it. Please him. What areas have you become entangled with? What areas have you gotten all braided up in and forgotten that you were a soldier? Is there any area where you've just thought, well, this is just, this is just, this is no big deal. This is just life. There is no area that is just life. Not for a soldier who's been enlisted by Christ. How do we fight as Christians? We have to have the right equipment and the right motivation. A good soldier who's trying to please his master, trying to please the one who made him a soldier, that soldier does not get all tied up in the things of normal life. He can't. She can't. Why? Because his eyes have been opened. There's no going back. There's no rest. There's only war. For God's glory and for our good. Father, we come to you today, and Lord, we know, we we should know, Father, that we are soldiers. But the, the danger, Father, that you tell us, is not, not an enemy that will come and attack us and slay us. The, the danger is an enemy that will entangle us until we forget that we're fighting. That will get us so wrapped up in normal life that, God, we forget that we are soldiers. We forget that our job is to please the one who enlisted us. We can't get tied up in those things. But that is so easy, Father, to do if, if we are not intentional to make sure, Father, that every area of life, we're, we're living as a soldier for you, then God, those snares will naturally wrap around us till we forget that we're soldiers, till we're just going through life. I'm just going to work. I'm just being a husband. I'm just being a daughter or a son. There's no just being. We are in a war and we need you to deliver us from evil. And one of the ways you deliver us is to remind us, be careful that the world does not braid you up so that you forget that you're a soldier. So that you forget who you're supposed to be living for. Father, help us to live to please you in everything that we do. But to please you because you have enlisted us. Enlisted us to be good soldiers For Christ, may we be soldiers all the time and everywhere. And may we train our children to do the same. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.